meeting is being recorded your favorite girl see by the way me pan suzuzu meow 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 have you heard our new intro song no. <laughs> you're gonna love it look half the people probably 75 percent of the people won't know what the hell it is but uh it's got 900 that's million that's, views. that's a great way to get that's a great way to get listeners is to have an intro song that no one's ever heard of it's got 900 million views on tiktok so hey we'll follow we'll follow the tiktok no. kids we're doing a freaking tiktok exercise God. Eat your heart out. By the way, this is Duke. Of course, you're listening to Siege as well. You can find oh, us on Twitter at Duke DFS. Well, I get I don't check one thing on this podcast. Dude. At the Siege DFS. You're not involved in these decisions for a reason, Siege. That, by the way, that's it's, – It's a Siege mentality podcast. I should be involved in these decisions. We had a thousand other names and just fell on that one. Relax, big dog. By the way, that, he spells it wrong, S-E-I-G-E, and so do we. Follow us on Twitter at Siege Mentality. Been keeping that low profile. Let's get some uh, followers in there, then we'll start – spamming you with some good stuff but as always we're brought to you by elitefantasy.com and elitesportsbetting.com where you can find all of your daily fantasy and sports betting needs I actually saw a couple of alerts from you siege putting some bets in there i know i smashed over at monkey knife fight from the champions league final so a lot going on over there it's going to be a fun show we got a lot to talk about i think you're going to have a fun weekend siege you heading to vegas yeah it's gonna be a quick 36 hour in out <laughs> uh trip but uh yeah i mean you know I, i'm not I mean, we'll see how I feel when I get out there. But, I'm, I mean, you know, I haven't done any flying since COVID, so we'll see how I feel, like, see how it is. But, yeah, I had to register the circuit contests and the super contests. So, I have I had a wedding Friday, so I kind of was just like, I'm going to throw all my high-risk activities in three days and then just lock myself in the house for a week and hopefully be fine. Just smush it all together and then uh, – Then I won't know what to blame stuff. either. It's there like, oh, I don't know. Was it Vegas? Was it the wedding? I don't know. Whatever. By the way, 36 hours, probably the perfect – I'd say 48 hours is the perfect Vegas trip. 36 yeah, hours. Yeah, like if I didn't have the wedding on Friday, I would fly out Friday night. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. If Saturday wedding morning, Friday Sunday night, night, flying to Vegas Saturday? Yeah. Back Sunday night? Yep. Monday is going to be rough? <sighs> fine? It should, okay. should be okay. Okay. Just kind of push all that schedule back a little bit on Monday. You'll be all right. Yeah, it's kind of it. Just like, yeah. Like maybe maybe write the article on the plane, you know, that way I can sleep in, that type of deal. By, by the way, is this weird? My parents were a gambling family, right? I have video. My dad loves to go through old home movies. We have video of me when I was like two years old, just butt naked on the couch going, come on five, come on five, because we were watching horse racing on TV. They used to take us to Vegas when we were kids. That was like our summer vacation. We, we didn't gamble, obviously, but we'd go to the game rooms and, you know, win some basketballs and stuff. Is that weird going to Vegas when you're a kid? I can't imagine doing that. And it's not even like it is now. Like, there wasn't even Treasure Island. It was just like old, seedy Vegas. Yeah. Like the I Golden Nugget. I, I can't imagine doing that. Like, under 20. Like, I've only been since I've been 21, so I can't speak to that. But, yeah, I, I can't imagine doing that, like, underage. I don't know. Wouldn't put, I wouldn't certainly put, like, anyone I know through that under 21, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, that's but, not true. That's not true. I did do that. I did put people through it once. But – that was a little different. You know who'd be fun to go to Vegas with? Jeff Bezos. He's now worth $200 billion. Let me, let me put this into perspective. You, you, you mentioned this in the pre-show, and I was like, still don't care. So it's interesting because it's so much money. It's, and there's a reason why I'm bringing this up. 
And to put it in perspective, if you saved $100,000 every single year, it would take you 2 million years to get to that wealth. $10,000 every day took you 54,795 years. The reason why I brought this up right now, I put my house, my wife and I put our first house on the market. First time selling a house. I've, you know, growing up, my dad in the oil industry, we sold a bunch of houses. I didn't know what the hell was going on, what all went into it. So it's wild. Obviously we're selling a house. We're trying to buy a new one. Budgets, restrictions, where we're going to live. I can't imagine being so rich that if you just literally drove, like you flew into Vegas, you drove by a house, you were like, that's nice. I'll take that. Can you imagine being that rich? I mean, it'd be nice. Won't, won't happen, but be nice. Where would you live? Like if you had that unlimited money, where would you live? Ooh. Well, if I had that kind of money, I would probably just stay here. All my friends are here. And then I would just fly in my private jet to wherever I wanted to go. So you would have houses kind of in strategic places, but you'd. Yeah. Would live one would be definitely would have one in Vegas. Definitely would have one in Boston. You know, I definitely would kind of. But being located in the middle of the country makes sense that you don't have to fly cross country to do things. You kind of have like a three hour flight in any direction. Yeah. Yeah. In your private plane. Right. You know what? My old boss, I won't say any names here, but very, very wealthy over with a B behind his name. Very modest house in town. Mansions everywhere across the country. And I think over in Europe as well. I think that'd probably be my street, you know, I don't need anything extravagant around my friends, but we'd have. Some oh no, 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 no. You're no. going, you're going big right around. No, we're having, we're having the cool pool. We're having the golf simulator with like the full size putting green. We're, we're going debt. We're, yeah, no, we're decking out the, the home base. <laughs> Would you buy a sports team? I mean, how long until we see Bezos buy a sports team? Oh, would I buy a sports team if I had that money? I mean, it'd be the first thing I would do. What would you buy? I would go to John Henry and be like, give me the Red Sox. <laughs> I think he's doing okay financially. That's fine. It doesn't matter. I mean, uh, dude, he's a smart businessman. There's a price he won't say no to. If I had $200 billion, just write you a check for six. Six billy. For if the I had $200 billion, What does it matter? Yeah, I mean, that's interest, right? You make that back in two years. What's it matter? Well, I mean, speaking of other rich people, we got to talk about this before we get into football. And by the way, we mentioned it last show, last week. That was our last show. That's kind of really a whip around until we head into straight football talk, which would be most of this podcast, but a different kind of football, European football, Lionel Messi. You've all heard of him. Maybe the greatest player of all time is leaving his only club, which he was at since he was 13, supposedly leaving Barcelona. See, I know you're a soccer guy as well. And he may be going to Man City and, and literally just bend me over and, and shoot me in the back of the head if that happens. Get ready for it. Well, no one else is going to pay that kind of money. He's supposedly making $110 million a year. And they have to pay the transfer fee. Like, I, I know there's a clause that contract says he can leave, but that, that, that's not going to happen. You think he'll like, get it? It would have to be like a Spanish court would have to be like, yeah, you can just leave Spain. Don't think so. <laughs> the same Spanish court that just if you have anything that requires a jail sentence under two years, it's like, you're fine, suspended. Yeah, but the, again, like that's a lot of money that's going to be leaving Spain. They'll be like, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna hold this uh, clause a little. Like, oh, it said June. There's no pandemic clause in it. Sorry, you had to notify him by June. <laughs> do you think that's? A, do you think they'll start putting pandemic clauses? Like, I know for, in a business standpoint, we talk about force majeure all I mean, the time, right? Yeah, it's in every most contract. Of, most business contracts have them. I'm just saying, like in, in sports contracts. I mean, it's normally part of like the collective bargaining in American sports. I don't, I don't know what the kids, what they do in Europe. I have no idea, so I don't even want to comment. Like, I have no idea. I was trying to think about a good comparison for a North American athlete because, I mean, he's in the same 
sport in a sense he's in a conference right he can play in the champions league so someone like a man city a man united be playing against leo messi but it's not like lebron going from cleveland to la or i was thinking it'd almost be like maybe in college sports someone transferring to your rival like i'm trying to think of it maybe like trevor lawrence going from clubs into south carolina right yep i mean that'd be that would end i mean there'd probably be a civil war inside the state it would not be good not be good. No. Speaking of not good, COVID test. Maybe maybe it is good. Maybe they are over Notre Dame. We'll talk college football here a little are, bit. Are, are, you, are you taking your uh, – and quickly, 30 seconds. You taking your NBA bubble loss yet on the COVID tests? No. No, okay. I am not. We will wait okay. until – Another week of another week of Duke wanting COVID tests in the bubble. All right. I'm going to ask you this every week. I think. You know how that so, wasn't on the show, Run. <laughs> I know. I don't care. Yeah. By the way, I will be wrong about a lot on this podcast, but so will you, my friend. And I'll catch oh, you I know. I'm just, I, I'm just taking the first win. I got the first one. I'm one and zero, and uh, it's gonna look good. You can't. You can only go downhill from there. I'm considering a buyout, but we aren't there yet. <laughs> but yeah, it's not looking good. Again, I'm not rooting for a COVID test. I'm saying, well, as, soon, as, soon as, as soon as I saw the hundred family members were already in quarantine, I was just like, yep. Shipping. You know, I might do. I might take who is it? Bill Gates that's releasing seventy-five million uh, mosquitoes with some weird thing. I might, I might maybe throw a little mosquito in the bubble with some COVID. Again, I don't want anybody to get it, but I don't want to. <laughs> yes, lose. you do. All right, we did have the uh, AP College Football Rankings come out, which is so weird, man. So, like, thirteen of the twenty-five teams as of today are not going to play a game we know at the moment the SEC is going to play ACC is going to play Big 12 Siege you just mentioned in the pre-show Notre Dame added a game Uh, so even though they had these COVID tests they're certainly moving forward with things just an all-time weird preseason for college football yeah I mean we we still have that Ohio State Michigan Nebraska Penn State thing that won't die either sure as hell looks like they're going to eventually play so yeah I I mean it's going to get interesting I think God, I really do want that. I do want that sixteen thing, though. Home and home. Home and home would be. God, so that would have been so. I mean, even without fans, that'd be awesome. Like, it, I mean, take it out of the Big Ten. USC, Notre Dame playing a home and home. Oklahoma, Texas, home and home. Like, let's not yeah, go. Like, the, without fans, it won't be quite the same. But man, wouldn't it be awesome? Like, if they just cut the conferences in half and just did home and homes every yes. year. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I mean, every team would go like nine. There would be no like there'd be no zero loss teams anymore. But It'd be awesome. And we're already starting to see, like, matriculation, too. Jake Burton transfers from UCLA to Baylor. He's probably going to be the starting tackle. You know, he's a fifth-year senior, is my understanding, for UCLA. Are we going to see more? I mean, obviously, there's a tackle at Baylor, who I don't know his name off the top of my head, but you plan it on starting this year, and then all of a sudden this dude transfers in. Now he's out of a job. I mean, there's some potential – you would think that there was just an extra scholarship for this guy. Maybe not. Maybe someone loses a scholarship to make room for Jake Burton. It's from UCLA to Baylor. Not the biggest impact on a national scene there, but this starts happening at Ohio State, Michigan. You know they're already negative recruiting against these Big Ten schools in the SEC, in the ACC. It's not just playing games this year. This could have impact years down the road. I suspect Notre Dame would be numero uno on that list to uh, be like, hey, we're playing. You guys aren't. Why wouldn't you? It's not. It's correct. I mean, I think they should too. But I mean, I haven't, I haven't even looked to see how we're doing here uh, this year on recruiting. But 
yeah, if you can get me to go look. I I can't say 2021 recruiting has been high on my mind, but uh, certainly going to take a look now and see if we've got any good commits. Yeah, we're relatively uh, busy around these parts with all sports full go. Ohio oh, wow. State, I believe, is number one so far. right now. We've got a but... bunch of four stars already. Okay. All right. We'll take that for sure. Especially some offensive line help. God, Lord, Lord knows we need that. So that's good. Yeah, well, it's just weird. I mean, we're seeing, you know, unfortunately, Georgia loses you know, wide receiver Blaylock to a knee injury. QB battles are being sorted out. That's freaking Big Ten, just not. Just basically all the news is parents. Parents not giving up and demanding more of the AD, which I think is fair. I think it's, I think it's right, too. Like, spoiler alert, like, if you have information that you think, like, it's super unsafe, you can't just keep that to yourself. And if you're trying to use a pandemic as a smokescreen for you not wanting to take some liability and responsibility, then you should be condemned for that, too, because that's ridiculous. You think the Big Ten just overplayed their hand, just thinking they would take the moral high ground, be the first to do it? And I think they knew they had the Pac-12 and they thought everyone else would follow suit. Makes me so sad. I think that they thought that I, – I mean, I could have told you that, like, the ACC and the SEC were going to be together on this. I'm surprised the SEC didn't uh, just allow one non-conference game, though. Like, that just makes no sense to me, but whatever. Like, it all would have been local rivals anyways. Like, I don't understand what the point of that was. Like, what really, we don't get Clemson, South Carolina this year? We don't get, you know, like the, some of the best rivalries because, I don't know, that one, that one made us like Florida State and Florida. Like, that's way less travel than freaking going to – it just makes no sense. Yeah, they're, they're literally – it's hundreds of millions of dollars in these programs. They have team buses. They can just drive. To the- it's like that you don't even need a fl- you don't like, you don't even need a plane for these rivalries. Exactly. I don't get it. Like, it's like the – yeah, just it made no sense, but whatever. Yeah, I guess uh, final word. I know you're still on the bandwagon. You think maybe the Big Ten plays some games? I think I still think Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, like all the schools rumored in that little six-team conference. I, I would be surprised if they don't play still. I think uh, they try, to especially because it got quiet. Right, it got super loud, and then it got quiet without the "we're not doing it," which is this code for me. Is other schools are like, "Oh shit, we don't want to get left out in the cold." Let's go back and retalk. I suspect they'll start like October 1st. So I was talking this uh, with a friend last night. Let's say, so when the rest of the teams are starting, what, late September? Mid-September, late September. Late September. Let's say Ohio State and, and Michigan and others start first or second week of October. That's not out of the realm of possibility to finish within the same time frame. Could we still have a college football championship, a national champion? Because the issue here is if Ohio State and Michigan and these other Big Ten schools, I don't think the Pac-12 plan. I think they're just on the left coast and their, their feet are dug in. It is what it is. We're going to keep these players safe, which is fine. If Ohio State and the rest of the Big Ten starts play in November, we're going to have staggered seasons here. And it's, I, mean, I, I think they'll just – I think that if they Big Ten plays or like part of the Big Ten plays, it'll be early October to mid-December – and this won't be like, especially if you do home and home, you won't need a championship game. If everyone plays each other twice, home and home, then just who's ever numero uno in the standings can just move on. Or it like can just get tit picked. So I'm not worried too much about like the overlap. Like if the Big Ten's going to play, they're going to get their shit together and do it relatively soon. If the Big Ten doesn't play and the SEC, ACC continue on and they crown. All right, Notre Dame, let's go. And, and Notre Dame. We got, our, we got a shot, baby. <laughs> do they crown a national championship? Is it legit? 
If I there think it wins it, it sure as hell is. Yeah, there we go. Let's with that. Let's move if, on. If we beat NFL. if we beat Clemson, we deserve to be national champions. That's true. That's fair. Ohio State had Clemson beat. The game was over. Safety gets hate. thrown out. Unbelievable. And then some guy I've literally never heard of. I've watched every game since I was born. A guy I've never heard of comes in and plays the rest of the game. I'm still tilted about that Notre Dame Clemson semifinal game. Like no one understands that that game was going to be close the whole way. We lost our cor- our starting corner. Um, uh, Julian Love like our whole defensive scheme revolved around Julian Love he was out for like seven minutes Clemson scores three touchdowns <laughs> game over yeah. like it, it, the entire game was completely different You're also feeling good. they didn't have a hundred camera angles too to overturn that ball on the sideline which I'm still not even sure it hit the sideline like that would have been like if Notre Dame gets that ball there completely different game all right, not a Notre Dame podcast. Let's talk some NFL siege. Why not? Should be a Notre Dame podcast. Essentially, what we're going to do here, we're going to talk through the AFC this week. Next week, we'll go through like any breaking news that happens, any camp stories, obviously, anything relevant. We'll preview the NFC next week, and then the week after that, we're so going to AFC. Have some... We'll do at one. Okay, so AFC then NFC makes yeah. sense. We'll do some uh, some actual football talk. We'll have some actual games here in just a couple couple uh, weeks here. I guess before we jump into the AFC, no preseason this year for 2020 COVID. They've made the adjustment, which I thought was good. But we always see guys kind of rusty as shit, don't we, the first couple of weeks? Do you think it will impact the first couple of weeks of the season? I think the defenses will be behind the eight ball. Do you think it would be more defense than offense? Yeah, I think the defense will be behind the eight ball. I think, you know, offense – like you'll see the – like you'll see senior offense, but you won't have seen anyone else's offense. Like you won't even know what their base offense is. So I, I think offenses are just going to have their – of a field day the first few weeks and we see all you know we're so used to these training camps where they're playing other teams and having little mini pre-scrimmages i mean COVID's just throwing everything kind of in the meat grinder here so it'll be it'll be a lot of first this year and look if this goes well we have no preseason we know we've we've had conversations before in the collective bargaining agreements players don't want preseason the owners want more regular season games is this the precursor for making a case of cutting out the preseason moving forward no, because they've already got 17 games in the new CBA. Like, it's just that, that that's the most they're ever going to get. So deal with it. You, but you're just dismissing it outright. Yeah. There's I mean, a they, just signed a new, they just signed a new CBA. Like, they're not going to blow it up. It's a long, it's like long-term CBA. It's not going to happen for a while. There's too many players that w- couldn't come together to, to make a change. Could it be a mutually beneficial change? They don't want more change? games. And they're, they didn't want 17 games. But they also don't want preseason. But they don't want – who cares? They don't play the preseason games anyways. They play like a quarter, then they sit down. Mm, yeah. They're not going to take four quarters of pounding for like one quarter of a preseason game. They'll be So fine. you think no changes, no matter what happens this year, no changes until the next collective bargaining? Yes. Game. Fair enough. Let's go to the AFC. We'll start um, Baltimore Ravens. You know, getting ready for this yep. podcast. I was sneaky, sneaky <laughs> – Shocked at myself for forgetting how damn good the Ravens were in the regular season. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's the big beast. 14-2 and two last year, added Calais Campbell to the defense. Um, we'll do some win totals. Lost Earl Boston. Thomas. Lost Earl Thomas recently. Uh, we can talk about that. 11.5 wins is the total right now in Vegas. What do you think of the old Ravens? I like DJ Fluker, too. Added a little something to the offensive line, big body. What do you think of the Ravens this year? They'll be fine. They'll be good. They've got some regression coming in the touchdown department. Like, they're not going to score as many touchdowns as they did last year. Um, like, Lamar Jackson's good, like, obviously. Uh, Marquise Brown, I think, is a guy that's people are really, really high on. I think Baltimore is going to 
rotate receivers like they always have. Like, I think he'll get 70% of the snaps. I don't think he gets much above that. He could get 65, 60. People are treating him like he's going to get 85. I just don't see that happening. Uh, Miles Boykin, I think, is a guy that could definitely emerge there. They draft some other receivers. This is a team that likes to rotate the receivers. So I think for fantasy, it's going to be tough outside of Marquise Brown and maybe Miles Boykin. Mark Andrews, no Hayden Hurst there, should just eat all day. Uh, but, they're, I mean, they're going to be good. They're going to be playing from the front and be running the football a lot. I just – I don't know. They're good, but I don't know like, if they're going to be as all as mighty as they were last year. Yeah, I think that reg- – I totally agree with the touchdown regression, which is should translate in the wins and loss columns. I think the 11.5 is pretty appropriate, actually. I, I'd probably lean under slightly just because it's so damn hard to win that often. Any any feeling on the over under and eleven and a half wins for the Ravens? I probably lean over, but I wouldn't feel I have no. It's close, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. not unloading the mortgage on it or anything. Obviously, run heavy offense with Lamar, Mark Ingram. We've seen second uh, running backs have some success in the system. New guy, J.K. Dobbins, my guy from Ohio State. We're talking deep. Not going to do much this. First of all, he's not going the end of the draft. He's going like seventh or eighth round. Isn't that crazy? What the hell are we doing? What? What are we doing? What the hell is – why is he going so early? Because people are like, oh, my God, it's J.K. Dobbins. He's got this amazing talent. They forget that Mark Ingram's there. Yeah. Like, Dobbins this year is kind of going to have a light red shirt. He's going to learn everything from Mark Ingram. They're going to let Ingram go. And then next year he'll just pound the rock. So, I mean, I have, like, two shares of J.K. Dobbins over, like, 150 teams. Who's so. even going to get the third down work? Uh, I'm going to guess it's Gus Edwards. Gus? I mean, yeah, it's got to be Gus, right? But, again, like, I'm not uber confident. It could be Dobbins, I guess, but, meh. I mean, you're – to me, at that, you're hoping for an injury to Mark Ingram to get payoff there where he's trapped. Well, even then, I, he could split with Edwards. Like, I'm True. not even sure he's still going to get the rock. I just – meh. So uh, we don't pass have, it on good players to take him. Uh, just not for me. Still, for me, going to win the AFC North. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I think they're going to win the North. I think the North's better this year, but I, I think yeah. they'll win. We can move on to probably a team going to finish second here, Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, big Oh, news. I vehemently disagree with this. Wow. Who do you think is going to finish second? The Brownies? I think this, uh, the Browns finish second. I think the Bengals finish third. I think the Steelers finish dead last. Wow. Okay, hold on. Let's talk about this because I love the Browns prior to Delpit's injury. I know he's not that big of an impact player. I was just really excited to see him. But as far as the Steelers, you know, they retain Bud Dupree. Roethlisberger's back. I mean, we know home road splits uh, everything. Define, be- define back. He shaved his beard and doesn't look like he weighs 900 pounds. Okay, great. And so he takes one more hit to his shoulder or his elbow, and then he's out for the season, and he's 35, and the guy's having a hard time staying on the field, and their backup quarterback is uh, that guy who can't throw. He's got, a, he's got a hard head, though, and got hit in the head with a helmet, didn't die. Mason Rudolph. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, Mason Rudolph, great. Yeah, that, that's definitely going to help your cause. I just don't have much faith in, in Roethlisberger's health. This offensive line isn't that great. I don't think he makes it through a season. I like the skill players. I like James Conner. I like Juju. I, I like Deontay. I like Chase Claypool. I think he's going to be great. Um, Notre Dame guy, obviously, so that's my, my <laughs> default opinion, I guess. But I, I just don't see how Ben stays healthy this whole season. And I don't necessarily know if I believe he's healthy to begin with. He's 35. Like He's got to be kind of breaking down. So for me, I, I just like the Bengals and the, the Browns more. Wow. So obviously several older quarterbacks in the league that we can talk about, but 
frailty wise injury Ben's always hurt though. Right. I mean, I know the elbow's different, but he's, he's, he's a different 35, 40 than, than Tom Brady. That's for damn sure. That's, I mean, that's my opinion on the situation. I, okay. I, wow. So we are, we're on polar opposites here. It sounds like you like the Browns. I love the Browns. Delpit blew out his Achilles. You know, they haven't made, I guess Conklin's a good move. What good moves have they made to make you really think they're going to jump up this year? I just think last year was terrible coaching. I just simply think it's a coaching change. Like that coaching staff was so bad that they cost them two or three games themselves. So like, I think if they just did done nothing, that they would be two to three wins better. Damn, is that bad? And, and they made some improvements. They added some depth. They did some things. Nothing like Delpit is a loss, but they, they. I think they're fine. I think they're going to two or three more wins than they would have last year. Like I just think they're better than the Steelers. I really do. Now, I'm guessing you're taking the under on nine and a half wins for the Steelers. I am. Perfect. Probably decent sized wager. It sounds like. Yeah, I, I feel pretty confident on that one. Okay, you think under 500 for the Steelers. If you have them picked last in the division. I do have under – yeah, I, I, wow. 7 to 9, 6 and 10. Yeah, okay. I've, I mean, that's certainly on the, on the range of outcomes for sure. So, Kitchens is gone. Baker Mayfield, does he make a jump this year? What do you think about the running back split between Chubb and Kareem Hunt? Um, any opinions there? I think it's going to be kind of a 60-40 Chubb-Hunt thing. And so, I just really haven't touched Chubb really since like the early, early draft season. But what AK before I did any research, um, <laughs> you know, just kind of like kind of this eyeballing it. Then you do research you're like, yeah, right, that was a dumb idea. Uh, but uh, I, I think it'll be good. I think that, you know, they've done good work. Austin Hooper's going to help OBJ. I think we'll have a better year. I just, I think last year was just kind of a, a busted year and just kind of have to take it as a busted year and not really weigh it too heavily. So I, I think this seems good. Jarvis Landry looks like he's okay coming off that off season surgery. So I just got confidence in this team. I think the coaching staff change is really kind of all I needed. Yeah, I mean, there is momentum in the locker room, right? It can go one of two ways. And certainly there were high hopes last year for the Brownies. And, you know, my brother's a huge Browns fan. And I could see we get together every weekend, you know, watch the games and drink a few beers. You could see it in him. It was like week after week, he just got more and more down on this team. That can easily happen in the locker room too. So maybe just to change the scenery for, um, you know, for the guys wearing the headsets can bring about some wins. So they have the Vegas total at eight. That seems right on the number for me, but you might be a little higher on them. Yeah, I'm a little higher. I, I kind of like nine, seven, ten, or six. Yeah. Slight over, not a huge, uh, huge stance. This one's surprising to me because I have the Brownies, or excuse me, the Bengals sucking ass this year. Five and a half wins and improvement over the two and 14 they were Is last Is that their year. total? Five and a half. Sounds oh, like I you may hammer over. this over. I love this over. Yeah, that's a bet that's going to get placed. In I actually like what they've done on defense. Obviously, they get back A.J. Green, Joey Burrow, the super stud, number one overall draft pick from LSU. I like Mike Daniels. I like Von Bell. I like the things. I like the changes they've made on defense. Obviously, Trey Waynes was the big uh, cornerback signing. He gets hurt. That's a blow, but they've solidified in a lot of areas. The defense is way better, and the offense is way better. I, I, I like the coaching staff. I think they did a good job last year considering how – bad they were talent wise they fixed the talent problem now they've got three four really good receivers added t higgins to go with joe burrow uh aj green uh who's uh, john ross is the fourth and uh tyler boyd i i just i like what they've done here i think they're gonna spread it out get joe mixing some room he's never had any room to work with joe burrow's just we know he can pick apart defenses I really like this team. I, I don't really see why they hate other than the fact they were so bad last year 
And it's tough to just take a team that was so bad last year and just project them for seven, eight wins. And uh, that's what I'm doing here. I, I think they can get to 500, if not better. Wow. And Joe Mixon, you know, carrying a little bit of a knock. Gio Bernard's still there. I feel like these two have been there for 10 years. But they're fantastic. You know what they are. And with Joe Burrow at quarterback, he's just going to make them all better. Do you think he – I think he can step in and perform right away. I think he has that moxie. Watched him a little bit at Ohio State. Obviously, he was fantastic last year at LSU. He's got it, some He's got some wheels too. Like, yeah. he's not, he's not going to get stuck in the pocket. So, I, I do – I just really think he's going to be really good. I think this offense is going to be top third in the league. How can we how can we dog Ben Roethlisberger and his injury history and not have the same questions about AJ Green? Because AJ, if AJ Green's gone, they still got Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, and John Ross. Auden Tate, but he's I mean, what's the drop off between AJ Green and Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd, not that much. Wow, Tyler Boyd's really good. Tyler Boyd isn't he better as a two though? Sure, but I mean, I know if, he produced. I mean, if AJ year, Green but... plays half the season and Tyler Boyd's your one for half the season, you're fine. So, you buying some uh, Tyler Boyd shares? Some, nothing crazy. Honestly, it's been a lot of just Joe Burrow and T Higgins for free. I, I don't know why people think T Higgins isn't going to play. Yeah. So, you have it Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers? Yeah. And I have it Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. I'm just a total square. Can't Pretty much. Work. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the AFC West. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, 12-4 and four last year, 11 and a half wins. Vegas total, it was basically just don't screw it up, off-season mode for them, right? They picked up the option for Damian Williams. He opted out. Everyone has a total hard-on for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. This is another AFC West title for the Chiefs, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a CEH guy. I think that they know that their focus is to just win enough games to get into the playoffs. I don't know why they were running into the ground. They picked up DeAndre Washington, who was Patrick Mahomes' buddy at Texas Tech, and they were a dynamic duo in college there. He knows the entire Mahomes route tree. He knows everything. I think it's like a nice safety blanket. I think he's going to play more than people think, especially for a team that just knows that they don't need to run Hilaire into the ground. I think Hilaire is going to be a guy who gets 14 to 20 touches a week, and I think DeAndre Thompson will probably, or DeAndre Washington will probably get, you know, nine to 13. So I think it's going to kind of be a little bit more split than people think. How many targets are you projecting for Edwards Hilaire? Cause that has to be a big portion. Man, Washington was sneaky good in the past game at Texas tech though. But you know, Mahomes isn't afraid to throw it out of the backfield first down, second down, third. I mean, I know, I know. I, I just, I just, I also don't trust Hilaire to stay yeah. healthy. I, I just don't trust that body. We've seen LSU backs just break down before, and I just don't trust him at all. I just I have no confidence that he's going to stay healthy. Like he was healthy one year, and now we're going to like crown him as like this injury, like no chance. I don't know. You're telling me you're not sold on uh, Leonard Fournette's long-term health? Other Never LSU been sold on Leonard Fournette. Like Never <laughs> been sold on Leonard Fournette ever. So eleven and a half wins again. That, that this is why they do this. It seems right it's on kind the of a lean for me. over, but wouldn't yeah, matter. yeah, yeah, nothing too strong there. But I do have them winning the uh, West again. You as well? Yes, I do. This is where for me it gets interesting because I have the next two teams relatively similar. I think maybe more people will be higher on Denver than the Raiders. Chargers, I think, stink. But Denver Broncos seven and nine last year. Not much improvement. Just eight wins over at Vegas. And can I be honest? I don't get the ball washing of Drew Locke. I just don't. He was 
Oh, I love Drew Locke. So he was we're going to attempt behind freaking Ryan Tannehill last year. Did you see how terrible that offensive line was? Yeah. How much better is it this year? It's better. It's better. Like the, the skill talent is just, I love Drew Locke. I, I loved everything I saw. I got to be honest. I, I was a Drew Locke fan heading into the draft. I thought Mizzou is just, people don't understand how bad Mizzou is compared to the rest of the SEC in terms of talent. Yeah. And I think we saw it this year. Like as kind of this last year went on, like tw- like they brought in uh, Kelly Bryant from uh, Clemson, and people were like, oh, they'll be good again. Like he'll just be Drew Locke, and he wasn't because there's just no talent at Mizzou. It's not very good, and it kind of just showed like how good Drew Locke was to make it look like Mizzou had talent. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes to Denver, and in his starts again with no training camp, no reps, was on IR the whole year, comes in, and did a pretty good job. Like he he. You know, they won some games. They beat a playoff team in on the road. He was impressive. He was accurate. And John Elway just said, okay, like, you did good with our lack of skill talent. Here, let me go add all sorts of skill talent for you. Let me go add your favorite target from Missouri and in uh, Albert O. Let me go add uh, Jerry Judy. Let me go add KJ Hamler. And you have still have Cortland Sutton. And, oh, you get Melvin Gordon, too. Have fun. What do you this think? This offense Mel- is going to be good. <laughs> so uh, one of my big questions was, what do we think we get from Melvin Gordon this year? Because I, I agree. It, I, it, Melvin Gordon is probably like the least impactful of the whole list. Like, I think he'll be good, but like, I think he's just more of a, like he'll be a better version of Lindsay, but it's to make sure they don't have to go from Lindsay to Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman. Yeah. And always was bad. I think there's a chance Lindsay outrushes Gordon this year. Possible. I like Melvin going this year in that offense. I think he'll get the goal line work, but I'm not like super gung ho about it. I think I will have zero shares of Melvin Gordon this year. I have a bunch of Melvin. It's just like late, especially in best ball, late, like late third, early fourth round. It's just, just nice. He's like the nice safe running back. You know, he'll have like the 10 weeks. He'll be good enough to score. He'll be hurt a few weeks, which is fine. But the 10 weeks that you just know you're going to get, they'll be fine. I know typically running back is the rookie position that produces the most, um, you know, maybe the less, the, I guess maybe pass blocking. You're adding some new uh, wrinkles into your system. Jerry Judy, wide receiver. He's one I'm absolutely fascinated with. Unbelievable run, uh, wide receiver out of Alabama. Thoughts on him and his production. So obviously. I, I, so I've right, seen but. a couple articles in the last week where people are down on Jerry Judy. I think people are very bad in the fantasy industry at evaluating which wide receivers are going to translate right away. Like, they are very, very bad at it. And it really comes down to one simple thing. Well, A, staying healthy, which was the Nikhil Harry problem. He just got hurt. The prop, if you can run a route tree, and I don't mean just run vertical, if you have proof that you can run a good, complete wide receiver route tree, you will translate as a rookie. It's why these third-round, fourth-round guys come out of nowhere from these – second tier schools because they know how to run an NFL route tree and they get on the field and they perform. And these first rounders are, you know, normally know how to run like three routes. They run the vertical and the, you know, they run, they got like three routes. They don't know a full route tree. They don't know how to run routes. That's not the Jerry Judy problem. Jerry Judy is the best route runner that has come out since a long time. And I think that's going to translate in the Denver offense. I think he's going to be good, really good. I think people, What's the difference between the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks? What's the difference in terms of just the offensive skill talent? If you've just mapped them out side by side and this principle, like they're going to try to run the ball 
And then when they can't, they're going to spread it out and go, have fun, have at it. Now, obviously, Russell Wilson is more proven than Drew Locke. I'm not disputing that. But if you look at the playmakers, Denver might have the better set. So I, I, I'm a huge Drew Locke guy. I believe everything. I believe in him. I believed in him. Uh, it's probably one of my highest owned stacks is Locke. Oh, and I didn't even mention Noah Font. Good yes. Lord. I forgot Noah Font. Like, that's how deep they are. Like, oh, I, I love this offense. I think they're going to be really, really good. And they're in the AFC West, and, like, there's no defenses in that division. Like, their defense is probably the best of the four, and it's not even that great So outside of the secondary. So, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of shootouts in the West this year. Give me as much Broncos as I can get. I noticed you said more experienced, not better, as far as Russell Wilson, Drew Locke. Are you telling me Drew Locke's on Russell Wilson's level? No, I, that's not what I said. I said Russell more Wilson obviously has more, more experience. Proven. Yeah. Yeah. I think Drew Locke could put up similar numbers to Russell Wilson this season. Wow. I would be way, way wrong if that was the case. Um, it's funny you mentioned the Seahawks because you're talking about route trees, and I know that was the, kind of the big knock on DK Metcalf coming out was the dude just runs, you know, straight. No. By the way, it's still the only thing he can run. Yeah. He can run a post now. He learned the post last year. There were people literally trying to tell me last year that he knows the full route tree in the middle of the year after watching him through seven games. Again, the, people are very bad at analyzing what a full route tree is. They're very bad at it. Now, speaking of very bad, how about we talk about Derek Carr, Las Vegas Raiders. By the way, that new stadium looks sick. What's the total on the Broncos? You said seven and a half. I like the over. I don't know. That division sucks um, outside of the Chiefs. Yeah, I think you, I'll go, you, I'll go well, under. But you, you, basically, it's a Denver versus Raiders bet. You yeah, it take, is. They're literally I, I am not betting on Derek Carr. No. no. You know who is Vegas Dave? Did you see this? Oh, no. <laughs> we can tell. We're not. No. <laughs> we don't I, want to talk about this scam artist ever. But he made a good investment, $400,000 for a Mike Trout card. It just sells for $3.5 million. Did you know he's got like Three quarters of a million dollars tied up in Derek Carr rookie cards. <laughs> Dead serious. Why are you not getting that bad? <laughs> How do people get that much money to be that bad at something? But anyways, uh, we can move on. Las Vegas Raiders. They're literally a half a win behind uh, Denver here. Seven and a half wins is their Vegas total. Seven and nine last year. They added some pieces. Algalor. I like the skill set, but I just don't yeah. have any faith in the quarterback position. <laughs> I mean, if you had to get – let's do this. How many games do you think Marcus Mariota starts this year? Five. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say four. But, yeah, five's – it might be ten. Yeah, I just – I just – I love all this. My problem is there's kind of like too many cooks in the kitchen there. Like, I like too many guys, and I don't know any of them are good enough to just kind of like have there be a pecking order. And I'm kind of afraid that John Green's going to get in his own head and try to like overthink overthink this as opposed to like – Okay, get Harry Ruggs, get Brian Edwards, get uh, Renfro on the field, and don't like, and don't. I just feel like he's going to overuse Lynn Bowden and really just kind of overthink himself a little bit, and it's going to kind of bog down the offense. But I mean, if you told me Marcus Mariota was playing 16 games, I, I think I'd have them not too far below where I have Broncos. So I just don't trust John Green. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, we talked about obviously the. But I do have like shares of these guys. Like I am, I'm still taking them, but I'm not. I'm not investing heavily. I'm not taking a strong stand on them. Like if they're available, I'll take them. But I'm not like jumping them up. Jacobs. 
meh. I just don't trust this pass catching role, especially with Lynn Bolden there. I, I think they could do some funky stuff. You know, Lynn Bolden in the backfield on third down. Marcus Mariota, the fake handoff, passes it back to Lynn Bowden. Lynn Bowden down the field, and it's just uh, – just, boy, it's a, it's a mess. And they still have Jalen Richard there. It just feels like a mess to me. Yeah, man. Could we see a Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota backfield? John Gruden feels like the type of wacko that would do something. Like I, it's just with Lynn Bowden there. Like, if you're going to do anything wacko, it just needs to have Lynn Bowden in there. Are you grabbing Lynn Bowden shares? Sounds like you're higher on him than, than I would have. No, been. I just don't have any faith. I just think he's going to be really – He's more he's, detriment to other he's, people. He's got – yeah, he's got Taysom Hill type uh, vibes. We can talk about him next week. Um, pff, I'm an under on the Vegas Raiders, seven and a half. I just would never bet this at all. Um, but if you're forcing me to – yeah. Oh, God. The Chargers are so bad. Let me look at the Raiders' schedule real quick. I don't remember what division this team division's playing. Uh, let's see. They Oh, they have the – let's see. They play the AFC East, and their cross division is NFC South. Yeah, give me the under. Yep, I'm under with you. Um, God, how do you not more? like Drew Locke? They're going to play the NFC South. They're going to shoot outs like every week. I mean, I'm. it's Missouri, right? Show me. He's he looked, He did show you. No, no, no. He looked okay. Um with nothing around him. I just I don't think they've added that much like Melvin uh, Gordon. What else like, do you think they needed to add? What else could they possibly have added? Two wide receivers, a tight end, a running back. That literally is all you can add at the skill positions. Like you literally all you can do. You're that high on Noah Fant? That's your that's your big addition there at the tight end position? Alberto. Jared Judy is a rookie. Like, we think he's going to be good. We don't know. He's going to be good. Do you think – how much better do you think he'll be more productive do you think he'll be than Henry Ruggs? In, uh, very more productive. Yeah. Just think Renfro Ruggs, – Ruggs, speaking of guys who don't know the full <laughs> route tree, exhibit A. What a freak. All right, let's move freak. on. We got a lot to he's cover very here. Very freak from the vertical, but uh, yeah. Uh, L.A. Chargers. I think they're still the L.A. Chargers, right? Kind of a new era here. No more Phil Rivers. Melvin Gordon, who we just talked about, they're is gone. They're awful. Just, they're awful. They're going to be very bad. Are Austin they just going to run the ball a million times? Like, they've brought in Brian Bulaga, which I like. Austin Eckler, they just paid. Uh, we know Hunter Henry, people are all over him. Ugh. I'm selling the Charger. Under, they have seven and a half wins. Under. I'm so far under on this one. Under. Do you think, do you think Herbert starts? What do you think of him? I think Tyra Taylor's fine. I think the defense is going to be their problem. Do you think they get – so, let's say they start – let's say they go uh, – Two and six. Is that when we see Herbert, or do, are we waiting for a Tyrod injury? Is where, it his team all year? The, we're trying to see what the bye week is. The bye week is after week nine. So I think we could see it after that. I actually, especially because like it would be like a home stuff. loss to the Raiders. That would probably be the one that kind of just set them over the edge. But I like, I mean, I like their skill. I just don't trust the quarterback situation, the line, everything. I mean, I don't love the skill position. Do you, what do you think of Keenan Allen? Who's he's Mr. good consistency, but yeah, Mike that's Williams? great. Okay, hurt again, always. Hunter Henry, not I'm hurt not... at the moment, <laughs> yeah. but he will be. That's the thing. It's it's injury situations, right? And they just don't have the depth. I just for me, it's a depth problem, especially in the year of COVID. I just I just don't trust the lack of depth here. And if Herbert ever plays, I mean, it's just gonna be a disaster. It'd be worse than Dwayne Haskins was last year. Do you think he's ever gonna be a successful NFL quarterback, Herbert? No. Yeah, I'm probably a no as well, but he's not as bad to me as everyone says he is. That's kind he's of bad. He's awful. He's awful. 
But there's yeah. there's they're awful starters in the league. Fucking Derek Carr just got paid. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's a Raiders, the Raiders being stupid. All right, uh, Cam Newton was also available for free, and no one signed him. So speaking of Cam know. Newton, good transition siege. So we're both going under there, under seven and a half. Yes. AFC East, New England Patriots, twelve and four last year. You might be familiar with this team. Nine and a half wins. Nine and a half wins is the Vegas total. Yeah, that's up, that's up a little bit there. That's up. Yeah, I think Siege bet us up to that. Are we to the point where we just assume every move that Belichick makes is a good one? I mean, we have to wait for Cam Newton to win this job. Like He's I, going to. He's their starting quarterback. This, uh, Stidham getting hurt probably makes Cam Newton the starter, but this was, this was actually a battle. And you can just nod your head and be like, oh, it's not a battle, just like everyone else on Twitter – Every beat reporter and Bill Belichick has said the same thing. It was gonna, it's gonna be a battle, a real battle. Stop acting like it's a coronation. Now the injury to Stidham obviously didn't help things, but he's been really good in practice again since he came back. If Cam Newton learns the playbook, like okay, cool, then he'll probably play. But the problems still are the same. Cam Newton hasn't learned the playbook yet, so. I mean, I think Cam Newton wins this job at this point. Like, I think that's the most likely outcome. I did not think that was the most likely outcome two weeks ago uh, before the injury. I, I thought that Stidham was going to win that job. Uh, but at this point, that injury, I think, is just going to give Cam the reps he needs to learn the playbook. But I'm not sure Cam starts 16 games. Like, can Cam stay healthy? I mean, it's Cam Newton. He hasn't stayed healthy in a long time. Um, the matter of the court? Sorry. It doesn't really matter to me who the quarterback is there in New England. Uh, I, I think they're both above average. And I think the skill talent is average. But I think the coaching scheme is fantastic. And I think that they play in a weak division. I think that they're, the defense is still top-notch. So, yeah, I, I like the Pats here to get over the 9.5, but I bet it at a way better number than that. Ooh, I think you have to hope this defense is fantastic because it is fantastic. It's gonna be fantastic. It's always fantastic. It'll take a couple of weeks to gel like it does every year, other than last year, and they'll be fine. I mean, this, is, this is a six and ten offense. Six and there's better than six and ten. I mean, if Cam Newton is the MVP. If Cam Newton is Cam if Cam Newton is like 80% of what he was last year, this is a top ten offense. Or top top 80% of what he was when he was healthy. Top ten offense. Man, Julian Edelman's what? My age? What's the matter? He gets open. Doesn't know the route tree. Nikhil Harry, you think just it was injuries last year? I think it was injury related. Now, he's, now, now he hasn't been now he hasn't been totally healthy this in camp, but he's looked really good in camp. He did a lot of a lot of agility work in the offseason, so I'm okay with it. I have I actually have the under nine and a half. I think like you said, you got it a much better number. You're probably still taking over nine and a half, but I have them. It's close at nine and a half. It's yeah, close. I have them at eight wins is where I have them. Oh, they'll look, be well over. It's, they, they, there's no chance that they're a 500 team this year. What is well over nine and a half? Or, or well ten? over eight. Eight, like nine or ten. Like nine. I, I think ten is, ten is like, I think they're ten. I think, I think ten ten's ten. well over, so you're taking the over. Ten, ten is well over eight. I said well over eight. Okay, so is, they're not. They're not. They're not finishing eight and eight this year. If if this wasn't if this wasn't a Bill Belichick coach team, let's say Belichick retires, Josh Daniels is the head coach, which probably isn't going to happen anyway. They're for well, me, first they're of all, Newton would get cut, and they would immediately go in the tank for Trevor Lawrence in that hypo. So they trade like for Taysom Hill. They, they would just they would go in the tank. Yeah, they would tank it. They let them start sixteen games. They would tank it. 
before they signed Cam Newton. Half the past defensive teams would opt out. Like they would just they would tank, 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 tank for Trevor. So you're over nine and a half. I'm under nine and a half. How about these Buffalo Bills? I don't feel great about the nine and a half. I feel much better about like eight, which is where but I got been it on, in like January. Yeah, yeah, you've been on for a while. So it's a half. Totally get that. Um, is Mario Addison the edge rusher they needed? Big three-year, $30.5 million contract. Obviously, Stephon Diggs joined so he could run deep for Josh Allen to so overthrow fraudulent. him. Can we just start? This team is not good. That's what you think? They're not good. They're going to be the biggest. They're going to be the Cleveland Browns of 2020. Discuss. Tell me more. Josh Allen can't throw a ball within a five-foot radius. The, the running back position is blah. The wide receivers are okay. They have no depth whatsoever. The moment anyone gets hurt, they're in trouble. The offensive line isn't great. The secondary is okay. It's something special. The linebacking core is okay. People are just giving this coordination because they want the pass to lose so badly. Like, I would take the Dolphins over the Buffalo Bills this year. We're definitely going to talk about the Dolphins. But, so, I mean, the difference between the, the preview that we gave for the Patriots and the Bills is just experience and sustained success. And talent! Is, and talent! What we're I'm saying sorry. is it's got to be a Josh good Josh Allen is bad! In an average offense. I mean, do you think he's better than Jared Stidham? I don't know that. For, I, I Probably not. That's your Patriots hat coming through. No, it's, it's Jared Stidham getting the worst rap in the world. Yeah. There's, he wouldn't, there's probably some I'm sorry. Player. There are very few players that just walked in and just picked apart Alabama defenses like he did in that 2018 game. Straight up, pick them apart. What do you think of Stephon Diggs? Any interest this year? I have, I, I'm telling you, I have like a few Singletary shares when he falls to the sixth round. I, I don't have like – I have a few John Brown shares when he falls to like the 13th round. I'm just – I'm out on the Bills. I have some Josh Allen because he'll run for some touchdowns and he'll throw for some too. Like he's a really nice best ball quarterback, but I don't think he's any good. Yeah, and just like your home league, I'm not uh, necessarily targeting Josh, Josh Allen. I, just, I, think this, I think this Bills team is all hype, and it, as soon as it gets on the field, they'll be like, oh, my God, what were we hyping this team up for? <laughs> so I actually have the Pats at uh, eight wins. I have the Bills at nine wins. So it's oh, can we number. please get a Pats versus Bills win total? Uh, you know, if you give me some odds, sure. Odds? Yeah. What do you mean? You said the you said the Pats are an eight win team. You said the Bills are a nine win team. What do you need? What do you need odds for? Uh, because I can go to Vegas and get odds on that today. Okay, that's fine. I will I will give I will do I will do Pats minus one win. Okay, we can bet on that. Okay, All we'll right. uh, we'll discuss terms off air. But I think we have our first official bet because the COVID bet doesn't count. We didn't officially make that bet. It was just a gentleman's agreement, one dollar. But we'll, we'll we'll throw some cash on this one. Yeah, um, one and zero, baby. So you're go- <laughs> Are you going under nine wins? I mean, I have them right on. Under. There. Yeah. Okay. Under. Jets. Uh, Jets stink. Jets are awful. Yeah. What Sam else? Sam Darnold's fine. If you need a late round best ball quarterback, Lev Bell. They traded for Kalen Balaj. They suck. <laughs> Is this? Are, he's gonna get cut, and then they traded for him. Good job. Good effort. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they just suck. My big note here for the Jets was I Chris mean, Herndon. If he stays healthy, he's gonna be good. Do we can we even learn anything about Sam Darnold this year? Like uh, I'm assuming we're getting a healthy Sam Darnold from the start. Lev Bell depends looks if Crowder and Perriman are healthy. Right? That's the meat. Their their skill players suck. Like if they say healthy like enough. You like you can at least like figure it out. But yeah, no, I just the Jets are terrible. Do you rate Sam Darnold? I, he's like got an incomplete to me. Like what am I? What am I supposed to know? Like just talent wise, I mean, you like Drew Locke. 
I think he's got a better I'm, arm. I'm than indifferent. Drew Locke. I'm in. Oh, he's not better than Drew Lock. I think no. he has a better arm than Drew Lock. You think he's got a better arm than Drew Lock? I do. Yeah. No, no. Well, I mean, I don't know. I never get to see. There's so much more to the quarterback position than just arm talent, right? That's why Justin. I, Herbert, I just Drew Lock's arm is really, really good. I, I yeah. think that's why he was drafted in the second round. I just feel bad because I don't know that we're ever going to see the real Sam Darnold. Yeah, I think Sam Darnold could be a definitely like a second market. Like, oh my God, where did Sam Darnold come from? By low, like, well, yeah, and that his next team will uh, will produce. Okay, it'll be great. It's like if they Cam Newton has a good season, and they're like, all right, Patriots, don't even Patriots sign Sam Darnold. Don't even say. It. <laughs> all right, I'm taking the under seven wins. Vegas has them at seven. I'm taking the under there. Under strong. Okay. Under. Yeah, sounds like you're going to go over six on the Miami Dolphins here. Um, you know, you're high on Brian Flores. I think from a previous podcast, you're talking about how much you love the Dolphins. So I'll shut up. You talk about them. Yeah, I think they're a really good team. Uh, the Ryan Fitzpatrick is very underrated as a quarterback. They get their skill players back this year. Uh, they, they get a full year of training camp. Like people forget the reason why the Dolphins were so bad the first four weeks is that 30% of their roster wasn't with them in training camp. 30%. Now, was I an idiot and bet the Dolphins in week one against the Ravens last year? Absolutely. Now, should have I realized that 30% of their roster wasn't with them in training camp and I should have been baiting the Dolphins the first four weeks? Absolutely. Uh, but that's not going to be the case this year. Uh, they, they drafted well. Uh, Tua will come in for Ryan Fitzpatrick if they're not super great. So, like, if they're, let's just say, like, four and six, maybe he comes in. But he's coming off a serious knee injury. I could see this being an Alex Smith-Patrick Mahomes season where Fitzpatrick plays the whole season. And this team is in playoff contention. I, I like Devontae Parker. I love Mike Gusecki. I like Preston Williams a lot. I think they've got some, some gadget speed guys. Uh, Ford, in particular, that can kind of run some slot. Uh, I think they're very good defensively. I think Brian Flores, the talent might not be there, but he's a very good defensive coach. He schemes very well. We saw that towards the back end. The players bought in. I think, he's, I think the Dolphins are going to be the surprise of the AFC. I, I think they could... If I was betting on a team that not named the Patriots to win the division, it would be the Miami Dolphins. I think you hit the nail on the head there with, with uh, something you said late. The players bought in. I mean, they were not actively tanking, but Brian Flores basically said, if you're not on board with this, get the hell off my team. And got rid of some really good players. And towards the end of the season, when they had absolutely every reason to quit and just go through the motions, not get injured, they and move bad. on. They played good football. They played good, hard-nosed football to the whistle and beyond. I think, you know, it's, it's not a Belichick situation where he's giving them that much of a bump, but it sounds like you're thinking. Again, I, I have him as one of the top, like, five to seven coaches in the league. Like, I think he makes a difference. And I think that him, his loss was one of the reasons why the Patriots weren't as good last year. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm not touching this uh, backfield. Anything, any interest in Brita, Howard? I think I like Breida more than Howard, but I think it's again more of a best ball thing. I wouldn't do it in like your standard season long league. And obviously injuries an issue there. Pat, Devontae Parker, he is I never get him right. Right. So when I'm when I'm covering soccer, Bournemouth is a he's, team he's who just I never like, get just, right. So to, just throw away at any any player that plays from Adam Gase, just pretend that those seasons yeah. never happened. Like his like Adam Gase is terrible. I don't know how he has a job. So just pretend that Adam Gates doesn't exist and that Devontae Parker had a good coach for one time in his career and acted like a first round talent. I, that's how I'm approaching it. Do you think Tua's going to have an NFL career? I think Tua's going to be really good. I, I think, I think the Dolphins will be smart to just redshirt him this year. Yeah. But I also think they're going to be in playoff contention. So they're going to have no choice, but to redshirt him. Like, they're not going to bench him. Like, unless they start him, which I can't imagine coming off that knee injury. Just, 
it makes no sense. You hired Fitzpatrick's offensive coordinator from all his good days to come in down there and just make sure that things go well. I, I just wouldn't – I don't see what the point is there. So I have the Dolphins at 7-9. and nine. I don't think that's I a playoff team. I have the Dolphins team. at 10 wins. Jesus! Well, hammer it. There you go. If you follow Siege and agree with him. Maybe, maybe 9. Maybe 10 is a little aggressive. Now he's maybe backing nine. off it. I knew it was coming. That 10 was I, a little I, I look strong. Look at the schedule. The schedule is a little tougher like when you see it on paper. Like, for, like at the 49ers, at the Broncos, like, all right, they got some tough road games. Like, so we have our first bet, Bills-Patriots, win totals, Bills plus one. Love that bet. Cannot wait to catch that one. Oh, there's Jets no stink, chance. Dolphins there's finish. no chance you're going to catch that bet. So By week five, you're going to be like, oh, my God, <laughs> I, I invested in this Bills team. Maybe. All right, AFC Do you even know South. who the Bills' backup quarterback is, by the way? you have any clue? Yeah, Joe Flacco. No, it's not. No, it's Matt Barkley, who's an NFL vet. He's been around. First of all, he's, in, he's the perfect backup quarterback. You know who keeps the locker room loose? Matt Barkley. You know who's got the hot tub? Matt Barkley. You know, you know who's not a threat throw? to the starting quarterback? Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley. I you know who's less accurate than Josh Allen? Matt Barkley. You know who never gets hurt? Knock on wood? Josh Allen. God what damn. What are you talking about? You missed a bunch of games last year. With COVID. Last year? <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's move on to the AFC South. Houston Texans, seven and a half wins. It's not as simple as this, but is it as simple as no DeAndre Hopkins and then bringing in Cobb and Cooks with Will Fuller? I mean, they're changing. Will Fuller season, man. If he stays <sighs> healthy. That's a big if. We've talked a lot about injuries on if. this podcast. It is. It is, if. If. it is a big if, but man. Where'd he go to school? Notre Dame. Oh, weird. Um, all right. Obviously, can they keep Watson off, their back, off his back? That's a big issue, David. Johnson now comes into this offense. Maybe. I'm a buyer of David Johnson. Like, Are you? He just got hurt last year. Yeah. He's looking like He clearly old, was though, hurt man. when he came back. Yeah. Like, I just – full offseason, lack of hits in camp. I, I like – I mean, it's Bill O'Brien, and it's tough to trust Bill O'Brien. But if Carlos Hyde got 1,000 yards, like, or, like, I'm pretty confident that David Johnson can get the 1,300, 1,400 yards this season. Where do you have this entire skill set ranked in the NFL? I mean, top, top quarter, I would think, right, of the, of the league? Order? Oh God, no! Probably like towards fifty percent. Wow. Okay, so I have, I have no five. faith Cooks can stay healthy. Like if Cooks is like out of the league by week four, I wouldn't be surprised. But this to me has complete bust potential. Every single player except for Deshaun yes. Watson has question marks. By week four, we could be talking about like some wide receiver that they signed off the street as wide receiver one, or like Kenny Stills, like Kenny Stills who was an inactive last week. Now the wide receiver one as Will Fuller has a groin injury. Uh, Brandon Cooks is retired with a concussion, and Randall Cobb has a thigh injury. Are we going to have Kiki Kuti week this week, this year? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean like, it's possible. Yeah. But if it goes well, whoo. Yeah, Will Fuller in best balls are, is, like, my best friend. I, I made a decision about two weeks ago that I was like, all right, I'm actually just going to take a stand on him and shove him up the board. And I, I'm kind of happy I did it. Ten wins he, last could be, he, he could be the – like, if things go right – he could be like the best highest scoring receiver this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that's so, the ceiling. When he's healthy, he could lead every single slate he's involved with in points. Oh yeah. I mean, we've seen it. There's this just not that many players slates. in the league who are like that. Yeah, he's broken a slate each of the last two years. Yeah. Um, ten wins last year. Vegas has him at seven and a half. I'm so torn on this one. I'll let you go first as far as what you think. Torn, but I'm going to lean over because I just have no confidence in the rest of the division. Damn it, I'm the exact same way. Like I said, this t- could be a total bust, but 
if they can stay healthy, this could be one of the most dynamic offense. They may have to, by the way. It's not like that defense is super stout, so they may get in some shootouts um, this year. All right, Tennessee Titans. What a weird team. Tannehill, Derrick Henry, obviously Vrabel's hitching his bag into these you two. Lent. Wow. Fraud. You're not Last buying year was their the biggest fluke ever. Remember when the Ravens had to give Joe Flacco that extension because of the playoff run and they realized right away, like, oh, it was just a hot streak? Yep. I present to you Ryan Tannehill, like, ran like a god in terms of just all the advanced metrics on the touchdowns scored. Derrick Henry just, like, he gets hurt. He's a warrior, but he gets hurt a lot. A.J. Brown's great. There's no pieces around it. The defense is blah. I think this team is going to have major, major, major issues. The only nice part is the beginning of their season schedule is soft, soft. But, man, if they, get, like, if they somehow don't win these early games, it's going to get ugly. But the division is so soft. I mean, their schedule is like, – like, their schedule is just so soft. Like, who's, who's going to win the division? we got – right now, as it stands, the Colts, Vegas has them at nine wins. That would be winning the division because the Tennessee Titans are eight and a half. The Texans are down to seven and a half. Jacksonville's an absolute laughing stock. So, there's going to be wins in there. Oh, wait a minute. I have the Jaguar schedule up. I don't have the Titans schedule up. Hold on a second. That Titans schedule is a lot harder than the one I just had up. <laughs> I mean, to me, that giving Tannehill a contract, it'd be like if you went to the Cafeteria. Sorry about that. This, this, this Titans schedule at the beginning of the year, not soft. I had the Jaguars schedule off, and I was like, man, this schedule's super soft. This Titans schedule is not soft. At Broncos, Jaguars, that's nice. At Vikings, Steelers, Bills, that, there's no gimmies there. Um, Broncos, Drew Locke, I mean, that's a in, – in, in mile high, week one, you can just pencil that as a loss. I'm serious. The Broncos, the Broncos, like weeks one and two at home, are like twenty-five and two. So it's something ridiculous. Like they don't lose at home in those first two weeks. Players aren't fully fit, and then they have to go play at altitude. Good luck. Actually, that has that was one of my questions here with Tennessee. Obviously, they have maybe similar to Baltimore, kind of a, a defense and grind it out type of offense with no preseason. Perhaps the offense is kind of taking time to get together. Does this type of offense translate better in the first few weeks than, you know, maybe no. even a Chiefs? No. Why not? Because they're awful. <laughs> Just your hate for Tennessee. They're, 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 they, they have limited options. Like, it, it's really easy to stop when you're like, okay, just stop A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. Yeah. And Tannehill's not good. I don't care what he did last year over a small sample size. We know so, he's not good. Drew Locke's small sample size showed you everything you need to see, but Ryan Tannehill's... Drew Locke was amazing in college, too. Tannehill's been garbage for four years. He plays good, good eight games. Drew Locke has always been good. Tannehill has always been bad until not, the eight games. Yeah, it's I'm not, not like Drew Locke suddenly became good. No. Drew Locke was always good. A.J. Brown, do you rate him? He's, like, he's going to get a lot of targets. He's got some regression coming. I have a bunch of him, but nothing crazy. Um, I'm probably like, I I've been moving him down kind of every time I do a rankings update, he kind of just keeps moving down and down and down. So I can't imagine I'm getting any more at this point. Eight and a half wins. Um, seems kind of right there. Under. under. Oof. God. I'm going under as well. I, I can't find, I can't find six. Wins. Here's the problem. I'm, I'm slightly over on the Texans. I'm 
slightly under on the ten- Tennessee Titans. I'm under under on the Indianapolis Colts. They haven't met oh, nine like wins. So that's, that's my, I, I'm over on the Colts. Good. Okay. I like some of these moves. DeForest Buckner's a good addition. What do you like about the Colts this year? That they just don't suck. Like everywhere. All these other teams are bad. This team. Yeah, you got, you play with your cord there a little bit. We lost you. What'd you say? I said, this team appears to be solid. Like they're just solid. You like Rivers? Yeah. Rivers, solid. T.Y. T- Hilton, solid. Marlon Jonathan Mack. Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, solid. Offensive line, solid. And in this division, solid is good enough. Really good offensive line. Jack Doyle, as consistent as can be. They added Trey Burton. I kind of – I wish Paris Campbell could stay healthy because he can do some things. I'm not yeah, saying he's an all-word player. But... I'm, not, I'm not going to panic on Paris Campbell yet. Yeah. But, you know, they've got – like they got – a couple of nice easy games like Jaguars week one. That's a nice place to start. Vikings, probably not a great win. Jets, Bears, and get off. You can get some momentum going. Momentum, momentum, and I think it'll carry with Philip Rivers. So you think they're a 10 win team, though? I feel better about nine than 10. <laughs> yeah. I'm under. It's not a massive under. I'm not, I'm not super far off any of these numbers. I know you've had a I couple of I think this division moves, but... is going to be under 500 as a division. Wow. Yeah, this could be seven and nine going to the playoffs. Yeah, eight and eight going to the playoffs. Yeah. Eight and eight. Yep. Um, okay, so you are you're right on the number. You take an over under nine wins. Nine and a half or nine. Nine. I thought you said it was nine and a half. Um, Titans were eight and a half. Uh, I'm 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 taking the exacta. Give me nine. <laughs> okay, I'm going under on that one. Last team, I we saved the worst for last. I'm selling the Jags. Six and ten last year, four and a half. Is there anything wins. relevant on this team at all? When your big move is Tyler Eifert, no. I, I there's literally not one fancy relevant player on this team. I guess like a super late Chris Conley, a super late D.D. Westbrook, a super late Lavisca Chenault, but this team's bad. Gardner Minshew, bad. He's gone from cute thing to cringy in a in a hurry. People, I don't think realize how bad he is. People were telling me that he's infinitely better than Dwayne Haskins, and I was just whoa, like, no. yeah, take it easy there. That's not the case. Talent wise, well, no. Well, I, I was getting murdered on Twitter for this take. I was like, they're like Dwayne Haskins, the worst quarterback. I was like, I can name four, and I as I, I started off with like Minshew, Tannehill, I can't remember who the Carr, and there was a fourth. I can't remember who the fourth. Yeah, was. you talk about arm talent. They're not in the same stratosphere. Yeah, no, 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 no. People are the hate on Dwayne Haskins preview for next pod yeah, has gone way too far. Uh, but um, Minshew's terrible. I think he's benched by like week six. I just no faith at all. I think the combination of injury history plus no one respecting Minshew's arm means Leonard Fournette has a terrible year. And they don't, they didn't want him to be there anyways. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, the only thing that's good about the Jaguars is their schedule. Colts, Titans, Dolphins, Bengals, Texans, Lions, your first six games. Like you can go and on Ngonkwe, six if you're really, really bad. Yeah. Didn't Ngonkwe want to leave too? Ngonkwe? Yeah. Like, yeah. What is going just, on in Jacksonville, man? This seems like a rotten franchise, and I love Shotgun. Tom Coughlin's the problem. You need to get like a new. But he's gone. I am executive there. He's gone. What? Coughlin's is gone, he isn't he? Yeah, I think he's gone. Maybe. They booted his ass last year late. Oh, I missed him. Missed that. Well, I think we're both selling on um, on the Jags. Hard to go much under four and a half, but I'm an under on them. This could be a, a a one win, a two win team. Seriously, this you, we want to talk about Brian Flores and the excellent job he did rallying the troops and competing late. This has the potential to, to be, you know, from a survivor pool standpoint, just pick against the Jags every week. 
Oh man. Yeah. God, I'm so excited for football. It's, it's here, man. It's right here. I told you before the show, I was getting so jacked up getting this ready to go, man. It's of course we're finishing up with the AFC here. We'll do the NFC next week. And then the week after that, obviously we'll have games to talk about, but I started sweating earlier, just thinking about it. Probably says more about me than anything, but that's how jacked up I was. God, I'm going to be really excited to, to, when I get out to Vegas and I start registering these contests and be like, oh, baby. You know what I'm going to be excited about? Like seven weeks in, Bills are five and two. Bills Pats. are not going to be five and two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's the funny thing is that the Pats start like 0-6, acting like I'm going to be upset is bad. I'm going to be like, tank, tank, <laughs> tank. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, people like don't understand. You don't want – like. The best case scenario if you're a Pats hater is 500. You don't want them to go like 4-12. and 12. You do not want yeah. him to get Trevor Lawrence in his hands. No. no, like Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels with Trevor Lawrence or Josh Fields. Justin like, Fields. Spoiler alert, yep. you do not want that NFL Pats haters. You don't want that at all. You know what would be really frustrating is the Pats get out to like 3-0. Cam Newton gets hurt. Stidham's revealed as the fraud that he is, and they don't win a game the rest of the year. Stidham is not a fraud. And then they get Trevor freaking Lawrence. It's the, the Stidham's not going with their team. Because we'd hear all the Pats fans, you know, with their Boston accents, talking all this junk the first three weeks, and the rest of the year they'd be saying, screw it, let's go get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Who, by the way, are you a Fields or a Lawrence guy? Lawrence. Are you? Yeah, I think for the NFL, he just trains it's better. Last year, he was just bored. Like, college is boring. You know, it's not boring, the NFL, and that's the AFC preview for 2020. We'll be back next week with the NFC for Siege. I am Duke. Enjoy Vegas, my friend. We'll see you next time. Adios.